Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Wow. Okay. Um, podcast starts now. What's up? Hey, George. How's it going? Hello, uh, all listeners. Welcome to Stradio Lab, our podcast. George, what's up? Can I say something Please. earnest? I think yes. I have been dipping my toe back into doing virtual shows recently, and I've done two in the last two weeks. In both of them, the the Stradios, the listeners, came out and kept commenting and kept doing inside jokes on the podcast and kept saying Glamour Girl, Hootie Hoo Glamour Girls, and it made me so happy. That's amazing. I know. You know, I was going to maybe even do a shout-out at the end. I was going to do a, sort of a classic shout-out, sort of a, mm-hmm. an, an extremely normal shout-out and say shout-out to the fans because... They've I, really gotten us through so much. <laughs> Well, yeah, and you know we're, you know you you solicited reviews, which you know to lower yourself to do that was oh, I no, must I'm have sorry. thought that was really that was brave of you, honestly. And the Glamour Girls came out, and they reviewed. the Glamour Girls did come out. So, well, okay, it was our one year anniversary last week, and so I thought I would post this kind of celebratory post and. And the reason I solicited reviews is because whenever we do get reviews, which is often, let me say that, they are they make us so happy, except for that one review. <laughs> except for this icon well, this one ended up making us happy eventually. Just not um after a lot of trauma we and truly turmoil. I cannot get into it because the way that that played out made me feel so truly insane. I mean, can can we actually not get into it? 
we can get into it in the vaguest possible terms because now that review no longer exists. What happened was someone posted an anonymous review that was very, you know, mean. It was insanely pointed and cruel. Like- and that's fine. <laughs> and I and to be f- clear, I don't think like we are above criticism. I think it's totally fine if you want to like. I mean, I would prefer you not to ruin our five star rating, <laughs> but at the same time, like I'm not gonna like call the police on someone for posting a bad review. Nor am I going to be like, wow, this is how you guys support queer creators. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, it is. Oh, my God. What happened? I dropped my mic. Sorry. Keep going. Ugh. Literally dropped the mic. <laughs> Where's Jensen Carp? Okay. Um, but this isn't this was not just like, oh, sh- this person gave a very thoughtful critique and it was like negative and it hurt our feelings. It was like it was like needlessly mean. Like you. Can well, it was mean. I think you're we're avoiding the main thing, which is that it was mean to me and not to you. Almost almost. <laughs> it was sentence after sentence. George sucks. George sucks. George sucks. And then Sam, you're amazing. Keep up the great work. <laughs> Sam, you're doing amazing, sweetie. But back to my main point. George <laughs> Die. Die, bitch. (laughs) So anyway, then I posted it. I posted the review and I truly my the way I posted it was not even mean. I said like this. (laughs) I I think I said like this would be a great dramatic monologue if you're a struggling actor looking for material or something. Yeah. Hilarious. And then people were kind of like lightly making fun of it. No one was saying anything bad. It it was just like, oh, it's so funny that this person kind of took time out of their day to post this paragraph long review. Um, And then. Well, and and then I get in. Even our dear friends, Max Wittert and Amy Zimmer did dramatic readings. Dramatic readings. And they were so funny. We uh, we had taken this like mean review and turned it on its head and it was now fun and we were all in on the joke and whatever and then go ahead well yes and and just i reclaim the narrative in your words exactly (laughs) i truly took something negative and made it into something i mean i'm essentially uh you know what's an example of someone else who has done that (laughs) oh god um i'm like okay you know what i am no here's what i am okay i am Oh, I am <laughs> one of those photo shoots where a woman where, where the Dixie chicks are naked and they have words on their bodies that it's, that are like traitor, yes. slut, whore. Yes. And they're on the cover of Rolling Stone. That was me with this bad review. I took it and I actually got the entire thing tattooed all over my body. Um, <laughs> and then I, you know I did a photo shoot. You really it. were. You what? were Hillary Clinton, nasty woman. I was Hillary Clinton, nasty woman. I was Trump supporters saying, uh, calling themselves deplorables. Sorry to both sides it. I was Cynthia Nixon using the term qualified le- unqualified lesbian when someone when Cuomo called her an unqualified lesbian. Iconic. I was, uh, you know, um, I mean, I think we get it. I think we figured it okay, out. Fine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think we hit okay. him with a lot of examples. All right. Fine. <laughs> Wait, I hate that we're talking about this because I don't want this. Okay, we we need to nip this in the butt. Basically, then what happened is the person who wrote the review sent me like three different five paragraph long emails explaining themselves and saying they didn't mean to post the review, but then saying, yeah, but, you know, I must have been in a really bad place to write something like that and blah, blah, blah. And it was very incoherent because it was not clear whether they were making the argument that they didn't want to post in the first place or they did post it and were now apologizing for it. 
And then they were like, you know, but you know what, though? I know that part of the fun is you guys making fun of me and like I deserve it and I think it's funny and I'm glad that you've reclaimed it. And I was like, OK, well, totally fine. I don't care. We can move on. And then literally 30 minutes later, they emailed and were like, can you please take this down? <laughs> and you know what? And of course I did. And then they took down their review and it was fine. It's just it, it would have been such it, there, it was so unnecessary to make it into this big dramatic thing. It was so dramatic. Let me dramatic. reclaim the narrative. And so unnecessary. It was so unnecessary. And uh, we, yeah, it was crazy. And also, was, we were robbed of this hilarious um, dramatic reading. Uh, I could not wait to post this to Instagram. This. I mean, we truly have, <laughs> yeah, we have a dramatic reading from Amy Zimmer that is very funny. and With a piano score point, under it. With a piano score under it that she put in. And I just, we can't do it. I don't. Like, I just don't want to get back into this whole thing. It truly ruined, like, two days of my life. <laughs> you know what? Because there should... was the initial shock of seeing the negative, of seeing someone truly read me to filth. <laughs> and then there was the, <laughs> and then after two days of me calming down, I then was like, and now it's my turn. And then as soon as I posted it, I now suddenly felt bad again for making this person feel bad about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. My point is, thank you everyone for writing good reviews. <laughs> it, we really do appreciate it, and and thank you to, to, to everyone for showing up to my. I told the most disgusting story at Joel's show because the premise of the show is that you have to tell a secret. I literally won't even repeat it here. That's how disgusting it is. It literally has to do with like me being on drugs and there's poop involved. I mean, can you tell us a little bit? No, more? I can't. So, but I just want to say <laughs> that I appreciate everyone being there and supporting me through through that through that uh, experience. Wow. And that's all. Sam, what's up with you? <laughs> what is up with me? Um, I'm like, I wish I had something exciting, something thrilling. I It's sunny now. It's nice out. I mean, not currently today. but I, I was about to say it's truly not. <laughs> but this weekend, it was, what, 80 degrees on Friday? Yeah, yeah. And I was about to lose it. I think I've forgotten, truly. I mean, I know I'm talking about how excited I am for summer, blah, blah, blah. I'm a broken record. But I really was like, just to wear like little clothes, I was like, this changes everything. To be able to move freely, oh my God, I can't wait. I think I'm going to get really, really uh, baggy, like wide kind of linen pants mm -hmm. and then wear like a tight little tank top yeah you know what i want i want one hundred thousand dollars by june 15th and then and then nothing and then i don't want anything more <laughs> you know what i want i want 100 100 dollars by uh -huh. june 15th and then okay. I, i'm done and then that's just kind of it what what do you mean because you just want that before then so you can have a good summer <laughs> correct <laughs> Okay. I've cool. done the budgeting and I think I need roughly $100,000. 100,000. Okay, let's get You know how people are like what's the hashtag for like the minimum wage being like 15 an hour? Isn't there some kind of like slogan that's like <laughs> the road to 15 or something? Our new thing is like the road to 100,000 by June 15th. Yeah, let's get that trending. We're on the road. Let's to get hashtag the road to 100,000 by June 15th trending. Because it's, you know, I've done the budgeting. I've done the work. I've, yeah, I've put you have. the thought in and I just need $100,000 and then okay. to, to not work at all over the summer. Yeah, yeah. And that's not too much to ask for. Like, that's like no. literally not that much to ask for. I do want to say, you know, for anyone listening, you have 
truly three months to <laughs> that's so much time like actually one hundred thousand dollars in three months is not even that much that's like thirty three thousand a month <laughs> that's how much some people make with their patreons that's how much some people make with their patreons and yeah i mean damn I'm like wait we should do yeah that. and some people that actually don't deserve it i'll say it <laughs> Ooh, shots fired let me just say something some people that make three thirty three thousand dollars on patreon every month don't actually are not talented I think they're actually not that talented, um, and I think they're some of those people are exciting to listen to because they're absolute psychopaths. That's all I will yeah. say about that. What is interesting about mainstream <laughs> culture is that it so chokes out any kind of originality and any kind of good stuff that then people almost like react and become the joker and are like, now I want to listen to a sociopath. Yeah, and not only do I want to listen to him, I want to pay like roughly $10 a month to listen to him and get bonus now, yes. content. I actually want to pay $10 a month to listen to someone be the Joker. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's so sad, our society. It's so sad, our society. I Sam mean, they, they made a whole film about the Joker. It's so messed up. Do you know what's crazy is that film was like one of many films about the Joker <laughs> made in the last three years. It's messed up. Our society has such messed up priorities. It's so crazy that what's <laughs> going to make me become the Joker is the fact that there are three Joker movies. I mean, isn't that always how it happens? Our culture influences us. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like we're being so stupid today. I know. Okay, let's bring in our guest, actually. Yeah. Because I actually feel like she will be fun. Time to get cerebral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you guys like socio and psychopaths, you're going to love our guest. <laughs> Please welcome to the microphone, Greta Titleman. Oh my goodness. I could have just sat here and listened to you guys chat all day. And you know, sometimes we make them do that. Sometimes and, we will. <laughs> you know, Sam, you'd really only need to make $1,650 Monday through Friday for the next three months, and then you'll hit your 100K goal. Oh, my God. A woman in STEM. <laughs> okay. I can't believe you did the weekly rate. Are you wearing yeah. a Chateau Marmont t-shirt? Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> of course. Tits out for the boys vibes. Yeah. I my little that. Chateau, my little bathrobe, just kind of cozy and curling up on this beautiful day. I do want to say something quickly, though, about reviews. Can I say this really Please. quickly? I have had people write psychotic reviews about uh, many of my podcasts in the past. And it's never, it's always like you get so many sweet reviews and then you get one that is just like, so scathing and you're like yeah. it makes you feel insane but then at the same time i'm always like babe this is a free product like you're not <laughs> paying for this like you're not paying premium cable you're not paying to go to the movie like this is literally free you can delete it from your phone whenever you want it's not the fucking u2 album you know what i'm saying <laughs> right. which like, is stuck with you for life yeah for life <laughs> So I always would just get so frustrated with those kind of bad reviews and people writing nasty things because I'm like, you're acting like I'm attacking you when right. in reality, like you can shut this off whenever you want. I agree that like good criticism is important in yes. art and in work and it is important. But when people just get online and they start writing things that are like, 
Greta's voice is an assault. <laughs> I feel that my skin actually breaks out into a rash when I listen to it. And it's just like, okay, I don't know what to tell you. And then when you respond, it is always like, they're all of a sudden seen and it's like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was in a really bad mood that day. I really didn't mean what I said. I apologize. And so listen, like, we've all been, th- I, I just, totally. this is the thing. I, I, no part of me wanted to attack this person or dox no. them. Like this was an, an it, this was a review that was mean to me. So I thought it would be funny to post it and write something slightly, very, very slightly passive aggressive. I never, it's just, and, and, and to your point about how like they can always stop listening. This person, a big part of the review was like, <laughs> I keep listening, hoping it will change, but I it know. hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like, like, well, we're not, I'm not, we're not changing. I'm not changing. not going to change anytime yeah. soon, sweaty. Yeah. Sweaty. Oh, it's, God. Anyway, it's like, it's just, um, it is so fascinating how I know that we're now so used to everything being like live reactions to everything all the time. But it is so fascinating that the product that like what's happening here is we are talking on a microphone, then releasing it and then having this forum, a public forum where people just like post their reactions to it and can literally <laughs> be like they should both die. Yeah. 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 The death stuff is just like, really? Yeah, <laughs> and it also makes you reflect on like because I mean listen, I've been very negative on the internet many times not in this not in such a pointed way I hope but it the 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 like the what what's the word um incentives like it's incentivized to act in this way like at any yeah. given time if you're acting in any way or saying anything on the internet the whole point is to get either positive or negative attention I've become like, um, during COVID, during this past year, I've become like internet shy. Like I've become scared of the internet where I'm just like, it's just feels like a black hole of never ending everything, whether it's like good, bad, funny, whatever. And it's just it's so much. I can't even compute anymore. Like I, my brain literally cannot keep up with it. And then I become like, I j- just get scared. And then like, ah, and I just like need to put my phone away. Yeah. I, I've been having that too. I get like shy about tweeting. It's like, who, who cares? I know. Uh- well, I tweeted, I never tweet. And I tweeted at the doctor's office the other day. I was like, it's so stupid, but I tweeted, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, do they teach you in medical school to keep you waiting for 30 minutes? Oh my uh, God. Whatever. <laughs> Got him. So Got him. The and- queen of mean as he is here. <laughs> Truly Greta in the midst of a pandemic dragging doctors. <laughs> Like, oh, is medical school where they teach you to be a fucking moron? Yeah, and like, is it a prerequisite? My ass needs to wait 45 minutes to have my doctor look <laughs> at my goddamn vagina? It's like, come on. It's insane. But, uh, someone responded to me, the, my tweet. Yeah. It got 20 likes. Someone responded to me being like, actually, it's our privatized medical system that we have here in the Oh, United my God. Like, doctors inundated with appointments forces them to see more clients than they could possibly see and i was just like wow this was so not the point right my tweet when people (laughs) offer when people offer like a systemic critique to you being like i prefer diet cream cheese and then someone's like well actually bmi is fake 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. People are cuckoo. Back to the criticism thing. Um, <laughs> I feel really quickly. I feel like um, <laughs> like part of the reason about this being free and everything is like I'm also like I think when I am like if we were making a shit ton of money, like how we were sort of um, talking about someone making a shit ton of money from their yeah. Patreon, then it's like, well, sure. Someone I can, if, if we could go on, the list is long for people <laughs> that make a lot of money on Patreon. And I'm over here being like, where did I go wrong? I know <laughs> oh, it's insane. It's crazy. But I guess that brings me to my challenge, which is if I make $100,000 by June 15th, you can say anything mean about me that you want to say. That is a true, that is a promise. Drag me through the coals. I won't see it. I will be on vacation. <laughs> and and we're going to be honest. Like if Sam does make $100,000 by June 15th, I will post about it and you will know like now you have carte blanche to do whatever you want. And I like, think we need receipts. Like I will need to yeah. see pay stubs. I will need to see some kind of like bank transfer whatever but i do think 100k in three months we we you could do it you it's can doable your, it's doable well i also think if people want to donate you know <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it's like you can buy your way into yeah. us be welcoming you to post the negative like if you send us enough money and now i want to kind of include myself in this because i'm realizing it's really bad strategy for me to only talk about say i'm getting a hundred thousand dollars you should like get a hundred k too i should get a hundred k just, just so to we be clear we each want a hundred k we don't want to share think that you should say i think that the campaign should be road to 200k yeah. and then in parentheses it needs to say dollars right because now i think people will think that means followers but no oh, no no, no. Not at all. i could not care less no i'll actually road sell my followers K. for money honestly road to 200k pounds pounds yeah pounds. yeah because that's more dollars because that's more dollars because that's more dollars it's international which is chic yeah. it's chic. kind of um you know it's it's a little political because of brexit so there's that there's that and, angle and the royal family generally speaking. and the royal family generally oh, the, a real firebrand that a real yeah. firebrand congrats to prince harry on his new job <laughs> and um yeah so road to two hundred thousand okay. pounds yeah by june 15th yes. on the gregorian calendar yes um so we can finally take a break <laughs> so we can yeah. just have some fun this summer yeah Let you loose. need you can't have fun 99,000 no fun. no i no. have a frown catch on me my on face. fire island yeah. saying what's the exchange rate yeah <laughs> catch me waiting for the ferry to go to fire island yeah. and then realizing i don't have enough money to go on the ferry trying to pay with pounds who has the yeah. time <laughs> yeah i say it's it's quid i have i have some quid for you <laughs> And they say, no. Five quid? Five so quid? Five quid. The drag queen manning the fairy is like, bitch, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. We take dollars here, sweetheart. <laughs> Sweaty. No wow. No oh. You know, um, Greta, the last time we saw each other was actually a um, horrific uh, adventure. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Sam and I went through, uh, I mean, you're my, you're really like my, you're my brother at this point, because we experienced such intense trauma together in such a short period of time that you can really only go through that kind of experiences in your family. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I definitely feel that um, way. Basically, the last time Sam and I were together, we were in Chile. Mm-hmm. 
And in a span of but 72 hours, <laughs> I had my wallet stolen with Sam. Uh, Sam had a COVID scare. Uh, you know, one of the first COVID scares. Yeah, just to clarify, this scares. was March 2020. Yes. This was March this was 2020. Beginning, beginning of March. Like, yeah. Lockdown March. hadn't started yet. No? We flew to Chile and then I got a call there after. So you got your wallet stolen. I got my wallet stolen. Terrible. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. 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 And then, and then like three hours later, I get a call that's like, hey, just letting you know, like you have been in contact with someone who has COVID. So just sort of t- uh, quarantine for two weeks and you'll be totally fine. And I was yes. like, I'm abroad. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I, so in that time, me and our friend Eudora and Sam, we were all going to eat dinner that night or something. And Sam has a friend down in chile and uh we just thought that sam was hanging with his friend and he was texting us like wild time tonight can't wait to tell you all about it tomorrow like things are crazy and was sending us like the zipper face emoji and like (laughs) and like emojis being like i don't know and we were like oh my god what what did you do thinking that like they went to, they got crazy or something. I don't know. Went to a party, popped off, whatever. Uh, no, turns out the all. next morning we meet <laughs> Sam in the lobby and Sam was like, I spent the whole night at the hospital getting COVID tested because I was exposed <laughs> to COVID at Viacom and like whatever. Drag Viacom. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. I couldn't believe the keeping up that lie because I was... <laughs> It was so, that was so not what we were expecting at all. Uh, it was so funny. I was like, the zippy flirty emoji face was you doing, like texting us in the hospital, getting a COVID nasal swab. Oh, and you know, one of the first to get it. Um, you really were. What yeah. a pioneer to get I, a COVID nasal swab in early March in a different country. Oh, it they was- also put you in like tell tell about talk about the van oh my god i mean <laughs> well i got the call obviously i'm panicking i don't know what to do so i call we were there for los spookies and i get i like call the producer and i'm like um like i might have covid or something and they're like um okay be right back and then they just like they're like okay we're sending a van we're sending these PAs and like you I like got picked up in this van and had to sit in the very back of it (laughs) (laughs) it was just like whisked off to a Chilean hospital with this man I don't know who actually was so sweet so sweet (laughs) that time was just crazy because then we had to fly back to the states and it was the day before lockdown started yeah and I didn't have a wallet. I was the only person flying back to LA and I was just sweating my ass off because I was so nervous. Like I remember everyone was like, the airport at JFK is so crowded and there's no masks and customs is going to take hours and like all this shit. Yeah. And, and I was, had a layover in Columbia and I just had this thought, I was like sweating my ass off. I had no money. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, they're not going to let, us fly into the United States. I'm going to be stuck in Colombia in a white, juicy terry cloth jumpsuit. 
with no money and I'm going to be living here for the next six months. Like these are what I was thinking. Also, I don't know if you had this, but I had severe diarrhea at the end of that trip as well. (laughs) (laughs) Just as like the cherry on top of it. I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to get on the plane. Mm -hmm. It was uh, such a mess. So crazy. And then here we are, but a literal year and a week later. A year later. So if I could turn back time, (laughs) I would have fucking taken my wallet out of my goddamn backpack like a noob. No, we were so fucking cocky. We like, (laughs) look, we are like white, blonde, like stuck out like sore thumbs. And we were also dressed psychotically. Psychotically. We were like, we were like having a blast. I was wearing like teeny tiny little shorts and like a tank top. (laughs) And you, I don't even know what I was wearing. Like biker, I was wearing like little bike shorts and like also a tank top. Doing Princess Diana vibes. Yeah, (laughs) it was very Princess Di. You were very like my BFF waiting for the 200,000 pounds. Um, oh my just god just checking like, in has it been wired yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> i cannot believe that we like the fact that you got your wallet stolen was like oh duh what were yeah. we thinking oh absolutely and i deserved it i'm <laughs> and i'm happy the people who stole my wallet did i did support the purchases that they made which what was did they buy around 230 dollars worth of rotisserie chicken Ooh. which i support and a little spa treatment <laughs> oh, oh, that's nice. That's actually that's nice. nice. <laughs> Those are like nice, humble purchases. Just like they wanted some f- food, and then mm-hmm. they wanted a nice, some me time. A little massage. Yeah. Oh, and I, I you know what? I support them. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I, that's actually queen shit. Like, yeah, that's queen I said. Shit. I said, lose yourself. I said, let me treat you to that full body scrub. <laughs> I think I would go so far as to say that um, Greta, you know, here on Stradio Lab, a big. Um, a big term we use a lot is glamour girls, which is mm-hmm. people of any gender who are glamorous. Um, what is the second thing, Sam? Uh, investigative and and traumatized or something. Glamorous. <laughs> um, the third thing is seeking truth, but the second mm. thing is um, wounded, wounded, glamorous, mm. wounded, and seeking truth. And I would go so far as to say that people that store your wallet are glamour girls. Oh, they're absolutely glamour girls, and I <laughs> and I hope they're listening. And I'm. Saying to them, thank you for letting me treat you yeah. to that experience. And I think you're, you know, I think you grew from that experience as well. I absolutely did. It and made it you more of a glamour girl because it, 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 it added make me more of a glamour girl. More glamour and more trauma to your and life. And that's, right, that's what we all need. You yeah. know, I say there's not enough. I say I haven't <laughs> gone through enough, you know, and it's like... <laughs> I need more. I need more stuff, more problems. Yeah. It sucks when you're like smart and funny and beautiful, but like the wounded isn't there. And so it's like, yeah. well, I can't do anything. I'm not wounded enough. When you're, you're not smart, making it in Hollywood. If when you're, you're smart and beautiful and the wounded isn't there, that's very like UCB circa 2017. <laughs> Wait, that's actually yes. very true. It's like, it's- because in the beginning, comedy was people working through their wounds. And then at some point it became literally just people <laughs> yeah and I, and you'd be like wait why are you here yeah. yeah and then they would be like i just like have always been really good at public speaking and i thought <laughs> this could be kind of fun and you're like oh okay so 
your normal <laughs> feeling. It's very weird. It's very it's that very vibe. Weird. It was very like, let's go shopping at like maybe a Zara moment and then come to class with the chopped salad from Just Salad on the corner. Yeah. And- well, it was very like, I'm looking for a cult, but you know. Yeah. Well, it was also, yeah, it was like I jo- it was like I went to college, loved it, and I just need college again. Yeah. Like that's basically what it was. 100%. Which, you know, I respect. I I love college. It was a, an incredible time in my life, but College is actually straight culture. <laughs> college is straight culture. College the straight other culture. thing, and we've talked about this I think is like in America, the way things are placed there aren't that many communities where you have the opportunity for like serendipitous meeting of people you know while you're like walking as you're you know going around running errands and like college for many people is the only time in their lives that they are in a small community where they know people and they just like feel this kind of like small village type thing which in so many other places in the world is just how things are so basically after college it's just various um (laughs) various cults and corporations attempting to recreate that sense of community (laughs) and people being desperate for it i mean i i went to university of arizona for my freshman year of college and that was crazy and like definitely not the community that (laughs) I was thought it would be like yeah. I had such a different idea of like in my mind I don't know why but in my mind I was like I want to go to state school I was like I want to I want to experience this I've seen it all on the silver screen mm-hmm, yes. and I want to see this world like the football games the fraternities the whatever and it's awful you know, and I saw it. It was, I I lived it. I experienced it. I briefly joined a sorority. I got plowed down at a million frat houses. Um, (laughs) And I drank so much beer. I gained 45 pounds. I did the whole thing Um, and it was bad. And then I was like, I need to leave. And then I went to New York where there was no like, college community or whatever and I was like this feels good (laughs) I was like I don't need that too much it's nice when you can critique um state school culture as someone uh as a woman of state school culture experience that's a (laughs) well you also went to state school there you go UVA honey Yeah. For those at home, Sam just turned the camera to show his UVA sweatshirt. (laughs) I'm wearing UVA has that thing where like the girls wear sundresses and pearls to the football games, and like the boys wear their blazers and they all drink in the square. (laughs) Yeah, this is like so. I'm literally getting chills. I can't. I. It is. And just to clarify, this is not like. If anything, what you're describing as state school culture is so much less toxic than like, I don't know, Harvard culture, where it's, oh, like, it's yeah. literally we go, we like shoot poor people on the street. <laughs> Wait, yeah. did you go to Harvard? No, no, no I, I, we meaning like Har- Harvard students. Yeah. I was going to be like, you went to Harvard. Let me go change into something, <laughs> <laughs> into something a little bit nicer. Um, it's all crazy and 
psycho and it's when you're 18 and you get to leave home and people lose their fucking minds yeah yeah I definitely thought I was like like me in college I was like this is the edgiest I will ever be like I'm so punk rock right now and it was like no I was literally like wearing the tie to the game it was so stupid oh no god I can't even like <laughs> George George is canceling the podcast no I'm not even canceling the podcast it's just when I think about what I was like in college it was so cringe that Wait, I can't George even... where did you go to college Why I went to I Stanford I, I was gonna say Stanford because I knew that it wasn't Princeton and I was gonna say no Stanford. I did not get into Princeton or Harvard Stanford sucks so yeah, it's, no, it's I'm sorry that you got into Stanford it's a no. really like I I got into Stanford but I chose to go to University of Arizona is that true <laughs> no <laughs> I graduated high school with a 2.7 GPA wow and a 24 on my ACT honey okay and I how I much studied. is the ACT out of 36 oh well <laughs> i stopped i filled out my name on the sat looked at it and i was like this isn't for me and i did <laughs> i didn't take it no wow yeah. god the, like the the sheer the way the sat i mean not to get into like i had strict academic parents but the the way that the sat fully was the only thing in my life for three years of my life cannot be overstated That's like insane. that was just what like literally life was only about academic achievement from the ages of 12 through 18. my we had that in my family too but when it came to me like my brother and my sister were so studious and smart and went to you know fancy college and whatever but then once it came to me I so clearly had undiagnosed ADHD and like problems because my parents had major problems that it made it impossible for me to be like a studious kid that yeah. by the time I was like a junior in high school at that point my grades were already so bad through high school that when I got better grades it almost didn't matter because the shitty grades made my then good grades all net out to just being incredibly mediocre. Right. You know well, what the I mean? system is broken. It's just, yeah. I was like, cool. So because I got a C minus in algebra two, my freshman year, but I have an A, a minus in pre-calc or whatever, I now just net out at like a C plus or like <laughs> a B minus, like what, you know? Uh, Sam, what was it. your GPA? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, Should we? I went to a really shitty high school, so I had amazing grades. Um, but let's do our first segment. Let's do our first segment. <laughs> Greta, our first segment <laughs> yes. is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we are going to give you a series of rapid fire questions to gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. We're going to give you two options, and you just have to say whichever one speaks to you most. Okay. And you can't overthink it, but you also can't underthink it. And you can't okay. ask any follow-up questions. Okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Greta, urban outfitters or herbal essences? Herbal essences. Okay, Greta, community service or bottle service? <laughs> this I'm one's a trap. <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with community service. Greta. Sexual repression or voter suppression? Ooh. I 
feel like they're kind of like very intertwined. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Oh, I don't know. She's bombing. <laughs> I, she's I don't know. She put her name on the test and she's about to walk I out. I think of I'm room. gonna go. I think I'm gonna go voter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, deep dive or a thorough unpacking. Deep dive. In unit laundry or out of the closet and into the streets. In unit. <laughs> Sandra O, Karen O, or Cheerios. Karen O. Okay, Greta. The short-lived 2008 NBC comedy drama about women in the workplace, Lipstick Jungle, or starring Brooke Shields, or the short-lived 2008 ABC comedy drama about women in the workplace, Cashmere Mafia, starring Lucy Liu. Cashmere Mafia. Yes. <laughs> yes, 100%. Easy. That's easy. <laughs> okay, Greta. Um, complaining about how many streaming services there are or complaining about it raining? Complaining about it raining. So wow. true. You know, I think you struggled at first, but then you got the hang of it. I think yeah. with Cashmere Mafia, you said, this is my house and I'm, what's the, what's the lyric? It's my house and I live here. And it's my I house and I live here. here. Yeah, it is. I also, George, that is such a good thing to bring up. That was such a weird time because, you know, we were like children, but mm -hmm. I remember being like, how did this happen? I how know. does each one of them have their wannabe Sex and the City moment? Yeah. It was that like, was a big thing. It, it was, was crazy. Well, it was just like the the consensus around like how um what completely vacuous way, what completely vacuous language we're gonna use to talk about feminism hadn't been invented yet. So people were like struggling. They were like, uh, cashmere mafia. <laughs> like, we just didn't have the language for it yet. <laughs> it was a pre-girl boss time. That's yeah, true. it was. It was pre-girl boss. Do you remember that other show, the divorce show? And With like Sarah Jessica the, Parker? No, 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 no. Oh. It was um, I just remember the poster looked so similar to Sex in the City, and it was a woman holding up her ring finger, and it was a tan line, and the ring was gone. Whoa. Do you remember so what deep. I'm talking about? No, Wait, I don't I remember. Divorce. Is it called divorced? Divorced network cable. <laughs> Let's see. No, not divorce. Divorce show finger poster. The Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce? Was it The Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce? Yes, no. that's what it was is. Because I'm looking at the poster now and it is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And it was on Bravo. There, Yes, there we go. Mm. You know what I loved about the failure of those shows was mm. that um, it kind of was like, okay, see, Sex and the City was doing something special. Like, because everyone was like, oh, so it's just like women in New York, like sort of living it up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I can crap that out in a second. I do want to say Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, it seems, had five full seasons. Yes. It was yeah, a, a total flop, a failure. A, no. A, everyone knows that a successful show, you need to have at least seven seasons. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, whereas I looked it up and Lipstick Jungle had, made, had ran for, or no, Cashmere Mafia ran for one month <laughs> oh, really and lipstick no. jungle ran for one year so can i can i watch like the three existing episodes of cashmere mafia Wait, let's look it up cashmere mafia. i am so upset that there was already a television show named cashmere mafia <laughs> i would do anything to rewrite the show cashmere <laughs> mafia first episode date january 6 2008 final episode date february 20th 2008 
Wow. wow. It couldn't even make it through all of February. Yeah. Well, that, was that the like six month. episodes? They just cut them right off? Not Probably, even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess it is around six, which is not as bad as it could be. But I have a question. What would you rather have your sh- have your show cut off at six episodes mm-hmm. or keep it on for the full season, but have it get continuously ripped to shreds? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's a listen, genius question. I think I, definitely the second one, because then you could lean into it and have the second season be full camp or be like, it'll be like Emily in Paris where it's like viral because of how bad it is, but then you get nominated for a Golden Globe. Wow. Yeah, I do think it's sort of a, you know, love me or hate me and still an obsession situation. Yeah. Where I love that song. <laughs> if you love me, then thank you. If you hate me, then fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Sovereign. Uh, Lady Sovereign know. made 200,000 pounds off of that fucking song. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and she earned every fucking penny. And she earned every penny. <laughs> um, should we? Yeah. So speaking of pennies, get hmm. into potentially our topic. Ooh. So I, I think so. Yeah. Greta, well, you came in with a lot of very good topics. Thank you. Um, I want to do a very quick survey of some of them. Okay. Um, barbecue, I thought was a great topic. And you also yes. raised the excellent point that barbecue is not something straight people asked for. It's something mm-hmm. that they feel they have to keep going through the motions of, otherwise they might cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, Benihana was, I thought, a really good suggestion. To me, Benihana is interesting because it's the illusion of seeing what's going on behind closed doors, but it's actually also a performance. It's mm-hmm. like none of those people actually want to go um, in the back of house. Mm-mm. They want someone mm-hmm. to come and fry an onion in front of them. Mm-hmm. Then and we have the shrimps in their mouths. Right. <laughs> and kind of, yeah. And then we have buffets, mm-hmm. which I do think, I mean, sharing germs, terrible food, cold eggs, um, you know, the the overabundance of choice, but nothing's actually good. Mm-hmm. These are all, mm-hmm. I would say, tenets of straight culture. Long hair is something that you said. I mean, mm-hmm. dead skin cells or cells of any kind, I think very straight. Mm-hmm. Boats, of course, you know, attempting to, um, you know, pacify waters to what end? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, w- to what end? To what end? Golf was another one. Um, and then the topic that we thought was, that I at least was immediately drawn to was gambling. Mm-hmm. What what inspired you to, to suggest that? When I, I was just like, what is an activity that only straight people, specifically straight men, oh, strictly do? It's gamble. Yeah. It's just, there's something so... The confidence and um, delusion you need to have to comfortably gamble is something that I think can actually only exist in straight (laughs) male culture. Well, it's one of the many activities that people do because they're unable to cry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's also (sighs) that thing about like, I feel like I've heard a million people make the joke about like, escape rooms are like for white people because like they need something that's hard to do um (laughs) they need to like invent yeah they need a challenge yeah yeah and so like this gambling is kind of that where it's like you're so financially stable you're like well i need some i need to 
make a risk. I need a rush in my life. So I have to Any, do this. Exactly. All of these activities, like needing something to feel alive. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it, it's also crazy. I also think it's funny when, you know, my husband's friend is a quote unquote, amazing gambler. And it's sure. like, you, I guess you can be like good at playing poker. Cause like you, that's more of a game, but as it pertains to gambling, sports betting, whatever it is, like you're just making a selection and you hope that you have good odds. You know what I mean? But it's the notion of someone being, oh, this guy is an amazing gambler. Like he really <laughs> is really good at gambling. It's like, well, is that a skill? I, I guess, I don't know. It's just so, I would never, I can't wrap my head around it. I would never comfortably like go up to a blackjack table, put down a thousand dollars. I understand the potential game there. Like I could walk away with $30,000. That's amazing. But the probability for me is not enough for me to do it. I'd rather take that $1,000 and buy myself a fucking pair of shoes or whatever, if sure. I want to throw it away. And then to lose it, like when I rationalize this with people that I know that gamble, they're like, yeah, well, you know, like sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You you just hope you always net positive. Right. And it's like, but what about the fact that by definition, everyone nets negative because the cards are stacked against you? Always. It's so stupid. It's <laughs> so stupid. And to me, straight culture is um, is consenting to obvious stupidity mm, yeah <laughs> if you will it's there being like i know that this is dumb but i'm so confidently going to do it anyway because i'm different because yes. the rules don't apply to me correct yes you know and there's you, you can't talk about gambling without talking about like it also it just is people thought of as like masculine like james bond gambles oh and yeah that makes him cool and so it's like it's very like a way to show that you have money and don't really care also, about it women's, and are calm women's place in gambling culture is like i there are two possible things it's either the wife coming and bringing pigs and blankets and being like how you boys doing yeah or it's the hot woman that like blows on the dice yeah yes. in a gown that blows on the dice yeah and in then, a gown in Las Vegas. By the way, she's the only person in a gown. Everyone else looks like absolute shit. And <laughs> there, blowing on the dice, you know, rolls snake eyes or whatever the fuck they say. <laughs> and that's it. It's Eva it, Green in Casino Royale. Exactly. Yes. Or yet is, there is a third, which is the woman that runs the oh, illegal yeah. gambling room. She wears a vest. Yes. And she's, she's typically mean. hot, yeah. Um, but she's not allowed to gamble. No, she's just she just is there to collect the cash, and she's like, hundred on this one, three hundred on that one, ten thousand buy-in in the back. Give me your phone, you <laughs> yeah. know, and that's it." Right. Well, you can, as a woman, be a Madonna, a whore, or a blackjack dealer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Those are your options. And unfortunately, I've already aged out in Hollywood to kind of play any of those. So I'm kind of left with disgruntled mom in kitchen with pigs and blankets. <laughs> no, the, I, I think you could very boys. easily play. I And I don't, I want more for you, but I think you could easily play hot woman Blowing on the dice. I blowing would the dice. love to blow on die. <laughs> 
I would love to blow on dice. I would nail that. I would have, I would have Soderbergh shoot me like 10 times to get that. Just the Soderbergh, 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 Soderbergh. Otterberg, Soderbergh. Soder. Soderberg. Who cares? Whatever. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. Who even is that guy? Grow up. Also, Las <laughs> Vegas, now that I'm just like really just stretching this, but Las Vegas is. I'm sorry. I know of... it's so cliche to hate Las Vegas, but any, but, and I, in my old age, have gotten very accepting of various things that I thought were like really stupid in my early 20s one of the things that i have not gotten any more accepting of is las vegas culture i it is so disgusting to me yeah i try to ironically like like i'm like okay what's the in how do i get in on this like ironically with well the in is literally going to celine dion (laughs) the in is going to celine dion but then like i think about going to celine dion and then like well where do i go after like every bar would suck like Every club would suck. I can't imagine having fun there. And, and also going to Celine Dion, it's like the people around you would be, would ruin your life. <laughs> I I went to Vegas to see Britney Spears mm-hmm. and it was great, but it was done in a way that I can, I can do 14 hours in Vegas and that's it. I cannot be there longer. Sure. Waking up there, if you have partied, done drugs, whatever, and you open your eyes to see Las Vegas Strip in the daytime, my soul dies. <laughs> yeah. Like a piece of me dies inside. And I'm immediately like, I need to get helicoptered out of this. <laughs> I need to get airlifted out of this place right now. I do think the best way to go to Vegas is to land at night, have a night out, and then be airlifted the following yes. morning. At, preferably at with a blindfold. Yeah, I was going to say still asleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that yeah. The video of the woman getting like picked up on the stretcher and it was like mm-hmm. around Yeah. <laughs> yes. The best thing to do is to get airlifted while you're in a blackout so that then you can wake up and be like, oh, yeah. God, I'm back home. Yeah. It was just it's a like, nightmare. Yeah, like, oh, was I just in Vegas? Like, I too, in my older age, though, have tried to come around on things that I was yeah. so anti. Like, Matt Rogers, for example, took me to the Disneyland. person. The person, yeah, we used to hate him. We used to now, hate him, but now, yeah, yeah. But now I really, came, I really came around on Matt Rogers. But he took me to Disneyland because, oh god, my oh, whole dude. life. Of course, he no, did. Hold on, He's trying hold to radicalize on. you. My whole life, I never like my mom hated all of that stuff so we just never went it was like not even in the cards yeah and i was very like not did not disney culture at all and i'm still not however when matt took me to disney someone who is very disney king mm-hmm. uh i understood and appreciated the fun and joy to be had and it was a moment where i was like wow like i see why people are attracted to this place. Vegas for me, I'm still not there. I'm like, the food is bad. Everyone, it's just, it's, I guess it's for gambling and for going to see like David Copperfield. Disneyland is tough. Yeah, please talk about it. I had a friend, well, I have two, I knew someone who wrote his religious studies thesis on Disneyland as a religious experience. And it was like, this is literally like Mecca for these people. And they go there to like <laughs> pay their, to like pay their respects to Mickey. <laughs> and there are all these like rituals that you do. Um, 
you know, as a way of community building in this community you've chosen to be a part of. There are, the craziest thing to me about Disney World is that it truly costs $100. Mm-hmm. It's so expensive. If you want to have like a vacation with your family to Disney in yeah. Orlando, it's expensive. Like tickets to the park, food, hotels. It's not like accessible by any means. Yeah. I do see what you're saying though. Cause I once went with my friend, Chrissy, a friend from college, Chrissy Scandal. In fact, if you live in Redwood City, California, you should go to her exercise studio, Hardcore. Ooh. <laughs> Shout out. Okay. Shout out. Um, she is a gorgeous redhead and runs it with her two gorgeous redhead sisters. So it's like three beautiful, stunning redheads. And um, that's very With like eight packs. That's a lot. Yeah. Anyway, um, but she was from a Disney family. She's like one of six, I believe, and they all would go to Disney all the time. And I and when we when we went together, I just remember her. And this is someone who's like very intelligent, very cool. We were really good friends in college. Just her being like, "Yeah, it's my favorite place in the world," and I was like, "Wow." But then seeing how happy it made her, I was like, "Well, who am I to say that this is bad?" I mean, I, I definitely get jealous of people that Me too. Ha- have so like sincere feelings towards something so cheesy. Like, I, I wish I could. I wish I liked that. I was telling, I was saying this to Abe the other night, my with whenever I have someone that suggests to me like my dad I'm sure your parents were like have you watched Mrs. Maisel like when all of that was <laughs> yeah. coming out like like those kinds of shows and movies and those kind of experiences that are very broad and uh beloved by big groups of people something inside of me I think it's like the little shitty teenager yeah. that still like has to be contrarian or like whatever it is I am immediately like, no, I don't like it. And guess what? I'm not even going to try and watch it because I already know it sucks. And people (laughs) are like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, it's just not for me. Um, But I'm happy that you like it. It's great that you like it. Like, it makes sense that you like it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I'm currently watching like old comedies. I'm watching like Seinfeld. I'm watching The Simpsons. I, I watched all The Office last year. Whoa. And because all of these things, I was like, no, actually, I'm doing things a little bit different. And those are old and they suck. And I am a comedic genius. So bye. (laughs) And then I'm watching them now. And I'm like, actually, they're incredibly good. Of course, they're like cultural pillars. Like, you dumb bitch. Like, have some humility and you'll actually learn more. (laughs) Yeah. That was me in The Office. I didn't. I never watched The Office when it was out. And... people would be like what were you watching and I was probably like watching Donnie Darko for like the 15th time or something (laughs) stupid and then I watched The Office like over this past year and I'm like oh this show is so funny because the issue is not the shows or the art the issue is the concept of fandom yes like that is what makes everything bad yes it it's is the, like it is the fans. It is the fans. It's the fa- because it's like anyone who's going to define themselves as a fan of anything. I mean, that just sucks. It does suck. So, I mean, literally, and it's not even just that. I mean, it's literally like all the way up to like high culture. It's like you could talk to someone who's like a super fan of like a very, you know, of like a postmodern novelist, and they also right. suck. 
even yes. though the, like it's just they almost <laughs> suck worse like almost once you yeah. get to that point it's like okay like can't you just like Kurt Vonnegut like can't you just be <laughs> like <laughs> oh like, my god it's impossible because also on the other hand the people that aren't fans of anything are so toxic and it's like grow up I know you like stuff mm-hmm. like I think we're reaching a um, we're realizing that both are bad if you yes. are a person who likes stuff you are bad if you're a person who yes. doesn't like stuff you are bad yes <laughs> and in fact if you're a person who doesn't like stuff and you're react and your entire identity is reacting against fan culture that's even more depressing because at least the fans are reacting Enjoying to something. a work of art yes right. all you're doing is reacting to fan culture well and too if you aren't actually a fan of anything how do you have the right to then critique things just based on not being a fan. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if, if you are like, well, I don't like anything, but I especially don't like that. It's like, well, you have nothing to compare it to something that you actually are (laughs) liking. Right. Well, I think this is something I like to call myself in something I noticed in myself over the past few years is like, pop culture is so deeply stupid that it's so easy to react against it. And of course, the antidote to that is finding better art to consume. And it took years for me to realize like, oh, the solution to this is seeking out good films. (laughs) Like it is literally not trying to argue with someone about whether or not superhero movies are good. It is subscribing to the Criterion channel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Or it's about being like, yeah, I'm just going to watch this thing and be okay with it being kind of bad. Oh my God, 100%. And, I mean, I watched, and just enjoy don't it. get me wrong. My my Criterion movies are interspersed between episodes of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> well, this actually brings us to another point. Greta and I are on a text thread in which we discuss episodes of Riverdale to this day. I believe that we, this is, it's just us and Julio. I think we are the only three people that are up to date on Riverdale. This show is beyond flop. Wait, did <laughs> you beyond. see that they literally had a musical episode where they covered Gaga? Yes. Oh, of course we well, saw most, It's the most recent episode. The most recent episode. <laughs> okay, explain to me what happened. Like, is it, like, what is the context for the cheerleader girl singing Rain On Me? Um, no, stupid love. Stupid, stupid love. Loved, yeah. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> to explain the premise of the no. where we're at. Um, okay, we don't have to. No, no. <laughs> basically, just... basically, we're trying right now in season five. Uh, there yeah. was a time jump that happened. Spo- spoiler alert to anyone listening that isn't caught up on Riverdale. There's a time jump that happens. So they they graduate high school and then they come back seven years later. Okay. Okay. So Cheryl Blossom, the redheaded who did the iconic Lady Gaga cover where she sings <laughs> a full flat note with no, like at one point she's like, the note is they're like, it's awful anyway she they're they're trying to revive the football team at riverdale high and no one's excited about it and in cheryl's mind she's like i'm gonna give them i'm gonna give these like slime balls, what they really want, a show that none of them can deny, a <laughs> performance that they all will be gather in droves to see. And that's- So that she is it. performing that as a 25 year old. 
Yes. Yeah. And Visiting has- her high school and being yes. like, I'll show you how it's done to like the 16 year old. Yeah. Well, she, the 16 year olds are also her background dancers. Oh, but- I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, at least it's inclusive. Well, because she kind of is the founder of the dance squad, right? Right. Vixens, and she wears the head bitch in charge HBIC shirt. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and you know what? Twenty-five-year-old doesn't want to go back to their high school and lead the cheer squad. And not only do they want to, but they were gonna—they're gonna fight for it because that's the most important thing to them. Yeah. It's—it's it's an insane show. I mean, Archie joined the army. He's out now. Uh, <laughs> he did. Veronica. He joined the army. He what war? war? I don't know, but oh, he was in war. For him. But he was in war. And there was footage of the war that I think they did shoot on a football field in Vancouver. Um, but... Oh my God, footage of him like as a soldier? Yes. Yeah, like getting exploded and like helping no. his friend. Oh it's my so God, stupid. Hurt Locker found dead. Catherine Bigelow <laughs> guest directed that one. So uh, stupid. God, it's... And now there's like aliens and like it's, in every I, single episode, it's like Veronica's dad, they realize he's doing something wrong. And then they go like, Archie, you go fix the post office. Jug, investigate the alien adventure. I'll talk to daddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's always like, like Veronica will pull something crazy off. Like she'll be like, and look, I bought this vintage fire engine to restore the firehouse that I also bought. And then they'll be like, how did you do this? She'll be like, oh, just a little side conversation I had with daddy about a little subject matter that we can't discuss right now, but it will come up seven episodes later. Wow, that show. That show is genius. So that's one that we very sincerely uh, continue to watch. And yes. sometimes it feels like a chore. Sometimes I'm like, why are we still doing this? I could take in something meaningful, mm-hmm. but you know, you know I think what? it helps. The group chat makes me really laugh. Like I, Julio especially will yes. say certain things about it. And Sam and I are just dying laughing because it's like <laughs> so absurd. Absurd. I mean, in this last episode, they basically alluded to the fact that like being gay was a choice, <laughs> which is like crazy. Well, the politics of the show swing wildly between being like super liberal and super conservative. Like, I feel like that is a, a big part of teen dramas, though. Like, as someone who used to love like The OC and 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 Gossip Girl and and shows like that, it is like. It's more about the shock value of something and like taking a stance rather than what that stance is. Yeah, it's it's insane, but um, we're addicted to it. Love that. I think I should get back into Younger. Is that still on? Uh, Younger is still on. I think this is their. Is this going to be their last season? I don't know. I I watched maybe three full seasons of it like in a weekend once. Wow. Oh so easy to do there the episodes are 20 minutes long Riverdale is an hour long <laughs> episode every single week actually no <laughs> we there are some hot guys on Riverdale it's oh. actually a hot show it's very it's sexy a hot show. Yeah. I find that Sprouse twin hot yeah Ooh, he's... oh my god oh no he's he's just rough we he's hold on we should do our, maybe we should do our final segment okay fine let's do our final segment um, I actually want to do I have a thing that I'll do for this, I think. Okay. You should so, go first then, because I don't have one yet. Well, uh, Greta, our final segment is called Shoutouts. And, um, you know, 
as is a huge part of straight culture, the radio shout out. So we just shout out something we like, um, enjoy, uh, sort of in the style of it's 2001 TRL, you're in Times Square shouting back to your squad back home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will go first. Um, what's up, freaks and losers out there? I want to give a huge shout out to Cole Sprouse's 73 questions. It, we, we, we're talking about it in our group thread, and it is crazy. He seems like he hates being there. The interviewer seems like he hates Cole Sprouse. It is aggressive. It's it, There's so much tension, and it also makes Cole Sprouse look like a really bad guy. I think you should watch it if you want to dislike him and sort of ruin the illusion of Riverdale. Uh, <laughs> so definitely huge shout out to Vogue 73 Questions and general shout out to Vogue 73 Questions. That guy is always weird. And um, that's kind of all I want to say, I think. Woo! I love you. Woo! Oh my god, that guy sucks. He sucks. I had what to is recently that? watch a bunch of 73 73- questions because i was like helping with a something that was like satirizing it which i can't even get get into and like and so i usually we just had to watch a bunch to like get the hang of like what kind of questions they asked and it's like it's you know what he he, it's like the tone of men whose whole thing is like and sam you've talked about this men whose whole thing is like taylor swift is actually a great lyricist Mm -hmm. it's like that kind of tone it's like straight guy who is in, who's like discovered poptimism and is taking that as an excuse to never say anything interesting or insightful in his fucking life. <laughs> it's awful. I hate I, it so much. How he still has that job. <laughs> and also they're so overly scripted, all of yes. them. Like they're, they're, I think it's supposed to give an illusion of like an organic discovery that's like, quippy or something like that but it's like half the time they're not even in their actual homes or whatever it is so then it's just really awkward and he'll the questions too he'll be like what is that that you have in the fridge and it'll be like Reese Witherspoon and she'll be like water and then they'll just like (laughs) move on it's so but the Cole Sprouse one is bone chilling (laughs) it's Reese Witherspoon opening the fridge and being like oh it's my new book club selection and it's a book yeah Oh, this this is just my new Hello Sunshine water bottle that I did in partnership with Swell. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's so forced, and the Cole Sprouse one is just like, oh, oh! I, everyone has to. It's actually we'll, we'll put watching. in a clip of it. We'll put in a clip of it here. Vogue, Cole, welcome, Joseph. Please. Why, thank you very much. You know, this 73 Questions interview was so worth it to me that I flew all the way to Vancouver to be here with you. I know, and I figured uh, you were probably going to be pretty hungry, so I decided to cook you up a little finger food. Well, I just happen to be very hungry right now. You like tomatoes? You like garlic? All of the above. Your breath's going to stink, but I I guarantee you, you'll love it. So what are you making here? This is just a little finger food for Joseph. And then I'm cooking up a carbonara. Mm. Carbonara for later. Mm. You don't get any of that. Mm, That sounds delicious. Is this an old family recipe? Yes, but I will be cooking this after our interview because I don't think you guys want to watch me go through all of this. It's required watching. It's um, required. Let me hear. I'll do mine very quickly because I truly am scraping the bottom of the barrel. What's up, listeners? And how is it going out there in Crazy Town? <laughs> Butterfly by Crazy Town. Woo. I want to give a quick shout out to people who have hobbies. Teach me how to do that, queens and kings <laughs> and serfs. Um, I, the idea of knitting, the idea of making anything with your hands, 
I'll tell you a little story. One time I was at a craft store and bought a kit with which to make a cross-stitch llama pillow. I ended up moving that kit with me to four different apartments and never opened it and just threw it out last week. What do I have to do to be the type of person who opens the pillow to make a knit llama pillow, makes it, and then just has it in their apartment? Please write in with your answers at straightolab at gmail.com. Woo! Okay, Greta, whenever you are ready. I have like a really depressing one. Great. Well, you know, really sell it for us. <laughs> okay. It's kind of in the same vein as George's, though. That'll work. Well, it's up to you. I mean, whatever you feel safe and comfortable doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> What's up, Times Square? <laughs> so happy to be with you. I just want to give a shout out to everyone that is able to just enjoy their day. Like anyone that can actually enjoy their day and like not feel stress and anxiety. I just want to shout you out because there isn't enough happy people visibility out there. And I just really, I see you like to everyone that's just happy, like reading a book in the sun, hanging out, not complaining, feeling good, loving their bodies and just thinking that everything's going to be okay. Shout out to you. Shout out to all anxiety deniers. So that's kind of just you, I see you, and thank you so much for buying my new single. <laughs> Woo! Thank you for all that you do, and please don't forget to buy Greta's new single. Um, it's well, actually a cover of "Stupid Love," but it's, it's a, cover a cover of, of the cover of the Riverdale cover. <laughs> a cover of Cheryl Blossom singing. Yeah, you actually sing the flat note perfectly. Yeah. I got into such a dark place with myself a few months ago, where I was like. I'm going to start genuinely making covers on TikTok. Like I, oh. I got to that point where I was like, yeah, if I just sing like a cover of a Haim song on TikTok, uh, that'll make me feel good. Mm. Of the Haim sisters, which one is the Madonna? Which one is the whore? And which one is the blackjack dealer? <laughs> the basis blackjack is the blackjack dealer. dealer. is definitely yes, the bassist. The Madonna is... I think the lead vocalist. Yeah, and then the yeah. whore is the young one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what I, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, cool, that was easy. Yeah. That was easy um, Sam, we haven't done a good categorization question in a while. No, we haven't. That was that good to bring it back. Yeah, thank you. Maybe next up we'll um, pack it chock full of yeah, those. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, can I just say also people having very good days, straight culture. Mm, Another yeah. thing I'm just adding to the list. People that are just like, my day fucking rocked, it was awesome yeah well it's because it's like when you ask people how their day was and they you can so tell they haven't even considered it and they're like oh it's actually pretty good we're like yeah that's not how this works you have no. to be like there has to be a constant tally in your head of what positive and what negative things are happening and it should be shooting downward <laughs> yeah I mean, the second you wake up it's already yeah. bad <laughs> <That's exactly. laughs> so that's it if we don't yeah i mean if i wake up like a half hour later than I meant to, my whole day is ruined. Oh, it's I'm just awful. furious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you're lazy and you're a loser. And you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yes. And then if you wake up at normal time, then you waste that half hour thinking yes. I deserve this. And then when that's over, you're like, well, I'm a loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're like me, you wake up and you immediately read the news. You're like, well, my life is stupid. <laughs> so I'm doing nothing. No, we're going to fix everything through our comedy <sighs> art. Through gambling. Oh my God, our topic was gambling. TBT to that. 
Oh yeah, my God. Sorry, we really had a smattering. Was I an okay guest? You were a I wonderful think you were a great guest. guest. Okay. I liked, I think this is a good app <laughs> because it's like, um, you know, you get a, mi- a mix of like personal, we like heard about like, you know, some true life stories. And then we heard some takes, you know, some opinions, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we also, we had some bits in there and we're not afraid to let our bit flag fly. I would like to know who is out there in kind of the broader queer community who loves to gamble. You know, the first guy I ever hooked up with in New York City, he was a professional uh, poker player. Whoa. But see, I don't know <laughs> if I consider poker like necessarily gambling you know i mean it is but it's like you can enjoy like playing cards i'm talking people that are just like going and like playing roulette and like play betting on horses and shit like that okay betting on horses is glamorous yeah it is glamorous yeah i'd love to bet on like little dogs like the little running dogs the the racing are they treated well (laughs) oh i don't know probably not okay are the horses I don't know. Wait, can I? Have you seen that clip of Joan Rivers on Celebrity Apprentice being like, "You're a poker player, a poker player." <laughs> I haven't seen it, but we'll okay, include it. I'll, put, I'll include it. Greta, oh. um, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I I had such a great time. I hope that um, no one roasts my ass in no. the reviews. No, oh, it, no, don't. they can't unless we get two hundred. 200k by june 15th please don't forget to send us 200k by june 15th preferably before that so we can have time to exchange it for dollars yes yes because we do it does need to be in pounds yeah and we We don't get it in pounds and then transfer it on our own time and it's like we actually should probably buy our vacation tickets before that so the earlier the better yeah the earlier the better and if you do send us 200,000 pounds, you can review our podcast negatively. Yes. That's a really fair trade. It is actually I think a it fair is. trade. <laughs> I think it's absolutely fair. And then also, like, imagine the good summer content we'll be getting from you two out right. of vacation. It's, an, it's we'll literally see. an investment. Yes, it's an we'll investment because then we will, like, the podcast will also be, like, wor- like then there will be more to critique because we will be so out of touch and stupid and drunk all the time yes. doing designer drugs in Mykonos. And so yes. then, you know, you can get so much mileage out of your negative reviews. Yes. And then you can, we get to see George in the linen pants and the tiny tank tops. We get mm-hmm. to see Sam in the tiny shorts and the tiny tank tops. We get mm-hmm. to see a lot of tiny clothes. Send me Rex for giant linen pants. That's just yeah. a general request to our listeners. Yeah. Smart. Um, okay. Well, Greta, this has been an absolute delight. This Thanks delight. for having me. Of course. Bye bye. You're a poker player. A poker player. That's, That's awesome. beyond white trash. Poker players oh, are poker the most players. awesome people poker in the world. Poker players are trash, darling. Trash. <laughs> <laughs>